0: For something completely different
1: Welcome to Shout Out Out of the closet and into your ears mm. Hello and welcome to Shout Out I'm Ali Shelton
2: And I'm Ezra Peregrine on today's show Bottomless drag
1: uh, Ali is here to tell us all about this brand new spectacular
2: And I'm back with another queer tree. This time on the Beatles manager Brian Epstein uh, All that more
1: coming today right here on Shout Out
3: Goldelpus.
2: <laughs> Goldelpus. What happened there?
3: I, I well, I was expecting you to be doing it in a Liverpudlian accent. Oh,
2: Liverpudlian. Oh, is that what you happen. did.
3: <laughs> no, that wasn't. Oh,
2: right, right, right. Sorry. Sorry. I think
3: that was a Cockney.
2: Yeah, I, that's what I was hoping it was. Yeah. You know. So it was pers- quick. It was. <laughs> it was. It was it was something you know and that's good when you're on air it was don't like dead air yeah
1: <laughs> how are you doing today um oh and uh, yeah and we're, we're doing a, a first as well if, if i've got the technology right which don't hold me to because even after all these years it does go wrong the news team should be upstairs there we are oh hello, oh. Oh. hello. there you go like magic in studio two
4: that actually worked <laughs> hello matthew and terry hello Good evening, we finally got our own studio. It's yeah. fantastic.
1: <laughs> so, I'm watching if you, this for years. If, if, if you're wondering why, it's because, of course, um, I know like most of the Covid thing's been relaxed, but we're still limited in numbers who can go in the studio. Um, so, the new team are in the new studio upstairs, aka mm. Studio Two. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, we're gonna put we're gonna get a proper sign now shout yeah. out new studio and put across the glass. We've been fighting
0: for this for years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, and the lovely Alice here, we're gonna be catching up with him um, a little bit later. Hello, how are you, mate? How are you? I'm not on. You are on. Am I on? You are
5: okay, on. Okay, there <laughs> we go. I didn't yeah. think I, I. couldn't hear myself. Pay is Alan. <laughs> Your anyway. star
2: quality's always on Hello Hello. Hello. Hello.
5: Hello. Seem
2: very relaxed
5: today. Uh, I'm tired. Tired.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when I appear relaxed. When I'm falling asleep.
5: <laughs> For Len, I'm just giving up. Giving up? You're just <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: uh,
1: yeah, we'll be talking about bottomless drag with uh, Alid later. Yeah, Looking yes. forward to Hearing about that so and it, pancakes and pancakes. Yeah, I, I, I well, it's been a hell week from hell this week for me. But I, I completely forgot Did about. Did you pancakes. have pancakes? No. 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 Oh, okay. No, totally forgot about it.
3: Well, somebody didn't cook pancakes for me, so I had to put a complaint in.
1: <laughs> sure. Well,
2: um, I don't think Oscar. You know, he doesn't really have opposable thumbs. So I feel a little unfair to expect him to flip a pancake, but you know, trust
1: being a dog for yeah, for, for <laughs> a, a not very, a small child who doesn't know. Um, a a <laughs> but I have
0: to say, as, as 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 a pansexual, should you not be okay with like uh, uh, wielding a, a frying pan?
2: I'm not saying I'm not. I'm saying um, I didn't want to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a
0: free country. It is. It is. It is. We had omelette instead,
2: didn't we? Yeah. I, do, I absolutely love pancakes, but um, no, we, I just <sighs> forgot. I always forget it. You know, yeah. Dad always. You
1: case at any point yeah. in the year yeah. you know America it's breakfast
2: that's right can I just yes. Um,
3: yes. do um, some uh, serious stuff a moment I've been in touch with Eastern European Europride which is run out of uh, Rossoff um, who are trying to help LGBTQ people coming across the border from Ukraine there was a warning put out from Kiev Pride, who I tried to get in touch with, but um, they haven't replied uh, for obvious reasons. Now, what's happening is, is there are lots of fundraising going on, but there's been a fake one um, naming Kiev Pride, and obviously the money is not going to the correct people. So somebody's swindling the LGBTQ community of, uh, of Ukraine. Now, the proper one is through Euro Pride. So listen to this, folks. Um, EPOA.eu, that's EPOA.eu slash Ukraine. Okay, EPOA.eu slash Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And good evening to uh, the, the folks from Tbilisi Pride. I've been in touch with them now, obviously, they haven't got a border with uh, Russia. Uh, sorry, Ukraine, but they got bordered with Russia now Ukraine are, are getting a bit panicky because they've got a similar situation as Ukraine, where Russia have taken up a couple of segments of um, of their um, of their country so what they 're trying to do now is join the eu so they put in the emergency request just as um, as Ukraine. Mm. Now, they're in touch with Ukrainian LGBTQ people, uh, and they have been flying in um, to Georgia, but now, obviously, with all flights cancelled out of Ukraine, um, that's no longer happening. But Tbilisi Pride are there for the, for the folks, as are the um, Eastern Europeans from Romania, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Poland, Estonia... Um, or um, taking in people from from Ukraine.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I believe that we're we're gearing up to take some as well. So, but yeah, it, it's a very really good point. Um, unfortunately, there's lots of lots of people out there and no one likes being con. so you know if you are wanting to financially help out at all uh, make sure it goes to uh, the right place so make sure we put the link yeah. up on our website yeah. as well just go through euro pride right? yeah. and
3: they they f- they're get all the money out to uh, to all the right people they're there for for the ukraine L- ukraine lgbtq um the problem is though there's um transsexual who's a singer songwriter trying to get out of ukraine but the passport is he him so it's a male passport so they can't get out so they're trapped
1: gosh I'm sure they're not the only ones uh, indeed you know it's a, a nasty time um, mm. you know, we talked about it a lot on the show last week uh, if you, you want to hear about that um, go check out the podcast last week so we into it in quite a lot of detail didn't we so I'm sure it's yeah. a subject we'll touch again as, um, as, it, oh. as it carries on and something we're keeping a very close eye on So
3: yeah well I've invited uh, Europride to contribute to the show anytime they like uh, with updates
1: cool Now, changing the subject slightly, uh, we've got a brand new song coming up for you now um, from a singer songwriter called uh, Homer Mars who uh, featured on the cover of the September issue of um, Bear World magazine. Yeah. um, Which is lovely. I was Um, contacted by their agent and um, I'm loving the track. Yeah. Well, I believe he introduces it himself, doesn't he?
6: Yes. So um, uh, over to you. Hey there. I'm Homer Mars. Um, I'm a gay singer-songwriter in Los Angeles, and um, I actually lived in England briefly as a kid, uh, as an American expatriate. <laughs> um, I lived down uh, near Windsor for a little while as a child. Um, but anyway, uh, <clears throat> I'm really happy that you're playing my song, um, This Fantastic Nightmare. Um, the song is a an exercise in catharsis. Um, I was having some anger issues, and at the advice of a therapist, tried to Turn them into something more likable than they were in my head. So I wanted the song to be um up-tempo and kind of catchy, but um, but still emotionally honest. I didn't want to just write, you know, like an angry sounding song about something that was already angering me. So um I'm really happy with the result and I hope you like it. Um I would say sonically, it's very uh early 90s alt-rock. I was going for kind of a come on feel the lemonheads vibe. Um and I, I like to think that that I got there. Um, Evan Dando was a big influence on me um, growing up, and uh, I really admire him as a songwriter. Um, so I would say that's kind of you know what I was what I was aiming for with this. Um, interesting thing about me before I started doing music, I was a comedian. Um, I did improv comedy and, uh, (laughs) I traveled with that for a while and that was really fun, but, um, I sort of realized I wanted to do more artistically than just kind of be funny. And so some of my early songs definitely have that comedic sensibility, but my more new stuff, um, You know, I think you can hear it in some of my lyrics, um, which I'm totally fine with. But I, I I stepped away from the goal of trying to, to make people laugh because I felt like that was limiting. I think my artistic expression, you know, I wanted to paint with more colors than just that. So, uh, so that's, I guess where we ended up today. If you want to check out my stuff, it's on Spotify and YouTube and Amazon and Apple and wherever you listen to music. Um, and I hope you enjoy this fantastic nightmare. Thanks for having me. The chef tap podcast.
1: There you go. That is uh, Homer Mars um, and this fantastic nightmare.
3: I think that sounds a bit country fight to me. Yeah. There was is there a, a bit a of anything, country
1: in there. Anything wrong it?
2: No. no,
3: No. Absolutely not. No, I love a bit of country. <laughs> me yeah. too. So anyway, hello, Alan.
2: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> he's over in the corner, like he's been naughty. he you been naughty, Alan. Oh no, it's just so like he can like yeah.
1: fall asleep after he's done right. the segment in yeah. the corner, really, isn't it? Yeah,
5: <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hello, everybody. So uh, lovely to have you back again. Yeah, um, it's always a pleasure. Hmm. Yeah, been a little while again. It's, yeah. yeah. When was well, it? Would have been the Brickstore World Aid Day today. Yeah, know. it was yeah. actually. So that was December. So it's like three months. So like once a quarter. She just pops up. Mm. (laughs) Hiya, Kath. So, well, today you're talking to
1: us about bottomless drag. Yes. So, which is uh, not drag
2: queens without bottoms. Apparently, well, (laughs) some of the drag queens could
1: be bottoms, but you'd have to ask them. There is that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) now
1: uh, we talk to you about drag a lot, obviously, because of your, um, what what should we say? alter ego um, and uh, the events that you organise, like of course I think one of the last ones we talked to you about was um, um the Pride Drag Show which is one yes. of the few events that managed to happen last year and was yes. fantastic fun so what are you <laughs> were,
5: yeah. it was one of the like, it was one of the hardest shows I've ever had to produce uh, the acts were fine uh, the venue yeah any, uh, let's
2: it well, happened.
5: It happened. And lots of people had
1: fun. It was a roaring success as far as the audience. concerned. Uh, I think concerned at the time it? when yes. it was
2: happening, it was just such a joy yeah. uh, to get together. And, you know, it's funny looking back, you know, we could we could sit but not stand and walk, but we could dance while sat. Yes. Um, and I could see that you were really sort of doing your best with the, the situation. But the drag queens were incredible and gave some brilliant interviews as well. Mm.
5: They were amazing. Yeah. And they handled everything that was happening behind the scenes impeccably, yeah. to be fair, because yeah. there was a a lot uh, yeah. yeah. the, the odd technical problem as I recall <laughs> that, that, that had <laughs> it, you tearing yeah. your hair out <laughs> there was more than
1: that there was more than that well anyway that's been, in, been that's gone, been and, gone. That and we're now on to
5: bottomless drag so bottomless do, do you want to
1: give us some kind of a clue it's obviously something to do with drag but what's it yes. about
5: uh so it's um a drag brunch. Um so brunches, um gays love a brunch. It's our favorite meal of the day, I feel. Um anytime we get an invite for a brunch, the answer is always usually yes. Um so brunches have been happening for a while and then bottomless brunches have been happening for a while as well. Um so w- recently they've become amalgamated so you get food the bottomless is usually alcohol uh, so it's prosecco but the one that I do, they have mocktails as well for the people who are sober. And
2: apérol pr- spritz, I saw.
5: Well, yeah. So it's prosecco, mimosas, Bellinis, apérol yeah. spritz, all pints yes. of something. Oh um, and right. it's at some <laughs> one one of the lagers. They've got a really good menu uh, of food that you can eat as well. And then, um, so that's an hour and a half, and then you get an hour and a half of a drag show. Um, of numerous queens and these kind of events happen all over the country there's a number of drag brunches that happen in Bristol and um, we were one of the first ones to offer it as a bottomless drag brunch um, but drag brunches and bottomless drag brunches happen up and down the country absolutely everywhere there is a drag brunch wherever you live so just go find it but if you're close to Bristol then come to mine. How many different drag
2: acts have we got? And are you performing?
5: So I host... So I produce the show and I host it. um, So... And then... On top of me, well, not literally on Do top of me. Do you host
2: it, or does um, Beaver host it?
5: Beaver, obviously. Okay. So my drag alter ego hosts it. So the beaver is out in force, <laughs> and she's got a double gig on Saturday, so she's going to be absolutely knackered So alid's babysitting, uh, but because um, because I don't know if I've said, but Beaver has four children, so she's got Shaniqua, right. uh, Shaniqua Laquifa, train the twins. That's five. The twins don't have a name because they'll never amount to anything, and they've all got different right, fathers, yeah. even the twins. Um. I <laughs> can't talk about that on air without having a complaint (laughs) of ofcom uh so uh so alid is babysitting whilst beaver is out pretty much the whole day um so beaver will be hosting um and i produce it so i book the acts and sort the show out and then include like alongside me we've got three acts performing uh dominique fleek uh brandy x and Delicious.
2: Are they Bristol-based or have they travelled?
5: Dominique is uh, Bristol-based um, or uh, born and bred in Bristol. Brandy has done a lot of shows in Bristol, but she currently, her and Dee currently reside in that there London in the Big Smoke. Um, so, yeah, I try and always, so I, like, I have three slots. I always try and make at least one of those slots a Bristol performer because we have an abundance now of... We um, do queens and kings and things in the city so i like to that
2: would be a good name of a show if it's not ready Queen's well King's you said things. like
5: what what was his name like homo mars i was like that's a drag king name if i ever hear that. Uh, because like <laughs> that's a play on bruno mars right so like just saying like steal it trademark it before they do anyway um but i always try and keep I'm very sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, i always try and keep one of those slots to a bristol based performer and then um the other two are um traveling visiting Mm. performers that i then can steal or uh if i can give them more gigs they may be nicer to me when i ask them for the big (laughs) gigs that i have to potentially produce later in the year
1: and are are you all managing to bounce back okay because obviously covid really kind of hit the entertainment industry quite hard yeah
5: like Drag is busy and everybody wants it. And I think especially now with certain TV shows becoming bigger and bigger and having more and more franchises and more and more seasons, um, like everybody wants a bit of drag. Um, so as soon as we were had come out of lockdown, um, then, yeah, drag performers up and down the country are... Busy, cool. real, real busy. So That's really worried. good to hear. Yeah. yeah. And it's great to hear that
1: it's exploding in Bristol, too, because obviously we, we've covered drag things since the start of Shout Out, mm. which is. Yeah. Coming up for 12 years, and I do remember there were some periods where there was just
5: nothing. Yeah, no, it's really, really busy. There's many a brunch that happen via different people. So Alyssa Vandel does one in bamalam and um, you've got a drag house called Dynasty, and they do one as well. Um, my drag brunch is at pitcher and Piano on the harbour side, and it's on the upstairs. Um, and it's amazing, and they're lovely. And the staff, like they're not shy with the drinks. So we say it's <laughs> bottomless, it's not like you get one bottle and they'll never speak to you again for the whole day. <laughs> it's like they are militant. They're like, "Do you want another drink? Have another drink. um Here's another bottle, even if you've got one that's half on the go." Um, so there's loads of those that happen. And then, like, even in the evening now, you know, we've got Slaughterhouse, which is another drag house. They do a lot of stuff in the shilling. Um, and we've got Punker and Cannonball Cabaret. That happens in Zed Alley. Um, and then the Bear Bar do monthly cabaret as well. So cabaret in Bristol. Oh, and. Then there's a new night that happens in the in by like house of avalon called like queered um and that's been every like every thursday in the shitting so like drag in bristol is kind of everywhere and booming right now it's um yeah it's real so real if you like, good if you like drag bristol's a place to visit at the moment It really, really is. There's lots going on. And there's something for everyone, depending on the type of drag that you like, whether it's the more alternative, the more queer, the more artsy, or whether it is your, I kind of call them, you know, your Blackpool drag queens that have got, like, blue eye shadow and they look like garage doors on their eyes and (laughs) they're in a strappy sequin dress and it's gag, like wartime cabaret. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, exactly <laughs> <what> you <mean>. <laughs> so <laughs> you've got the old school drag, the new school drag, and you've got drag like drag shows that combine the both and it's really, really good.
1: And I am sure you must have seen Anton Deck recently dressed yes, didn't you? I and i have got a lot of praise for it. I mean it, They looked incredible. They did, they looked but stunning. then
5: if I had RuPaul's makeup artists doing my <laughs> well, face, yes. uh my first <coughs> time in drag would have looked very different <laughs> as well. But you know, it is Anton Deck so we'll leave them to but it. They've but been they looked a- Amazing. They've been
1: given a lot of praise for, you know, actually doing that. And, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, it's great because it's it's mainstream TV and you're normalising it and it's, saying it's
5: OK to it's be alternative. And yeah, like, it's you know. variety. Like, we look back in through the ages, you know, we had <gasps> Danny LaRue on our screens, we had Lily Savage on our mm. screens, and then we went for a, and Dame Edna for a long time. And then for a while there was hardly anything. Um, so now that with RuPaul has come in, back up and yes it's on BBC 3 but nearly everybody watches it everywhere um, and now you know to have something to have two like cisgendered heterosexual males get into drag on primetime Saturday night TV um why not like let's push it down those throats that is the gay agenda let's make everybody (laughs) a drag queen (laughs) (laughs) let's but listen is there somewhere people can go if they want to find out more about bottomless drag
1: and where they all are and that kind of thing
5: yes so um i can only talk about mine but you can follow the various drag performers in bristol and the houses so whether that's um dynasty bristol um or whether that is um like um slaughterhouse but you can follow beaver uh miss beaver drag on instagram and anytime there is a drag brunch happening at the pitcher and piano we're going to hopefully be making the monthly um she'll post on there there is also a um an instagram page called drag brunch bristol um and stuff gets posted on that as well um but yeah it's this saturday
3: before we get the torture
5: implements out <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> what's happening at bristol pride
5: well G- give us names it's back <laughs> and uh, the cabaret stage is back and I have a full lineup of 20 odd performers all performing um, and it's going to be a lovely time for everyone. I literally cannot wait because I Like, I just got a feeling this year is going to be magic and it's going to be like the pride that happened after Orlando. And I think because we and that pride, every pride I went to that year after Orlando um, and the Pulse shooting was phenomenal Mm. and it was incredible. I think the the same, Mallard. I got a feeling all the prides across the UK are going to be something special. It is going to be special. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be that we've had two years without a pride and as queer people not being able to be in that space and the meaning of pride and the authenticity of pride comes back and all of the politics that gets talked about around pride events up and down the country kind of disseminates when um, when when we can't take them for granted we have no idea when a pride is going to happen or not going to happen and it can be taken away from us at any time so the fact that they are all happening again this year and we're all going to be in those spaces as fingers crossed so like there's going to be so many people that this is going to be like baby's first pride uh you know (laughs) um it's like baby's first fabulous like there's going to be so many of them there watching these people and being in those shared spaces with everybody just all coming together like i think this year um yeah, like no one is prepared. I think for what's mm-hmm. going to happen, and I think the numbers are going to be, the turnout's going to be incredible. The feeling, the atmosphere, it's going to be electric. Mm-hmm. I can't give you names yet, but I know that you don't have to wait long before m- some of the acts on my on the cabaret stage. I call it my stage; it's not my stage, <laughs> stage. <It's> kind <laughs> of is. It. it is, but, the, uh, it but the cabaret. Uh, <laughs> like I don't think it's going to be long that the cabaret acts this year are going like yeah, we haven't got long to wait before acts start getting announced. So, okay. like, they, they Well, you'll have to come back and tell us all the They're, they're good then. acts. They're <laughs> yeah. good acts.
1: They're good acts. Well, I can't wait. So it's going to be great having Pride back this year. It so. is. Anyway, thank you so much
5: for coming and telling us about Bottomless Drag. Um, yes, and, FSA, will and you... like, you're coming on Saturday. Yeah. So this Saturday is the next Drag Brunch. There are still tickets available if people want to go. So just go on to Picture and Piano um, and go on to the Bristol one. But yeah, shout out, will be there. So maybe... Well, yeah. also random, random
2: but interviews. dietary requirements vegan, veggie gluten free so, they're all know, there cocktails, cocktails cocktails, tofu what more could you want? <laughs>
5: <laughs> and probably a jump split or a death drop like, yes we are yes, all uh, yes. <laughs> marvellous cool well thank you so much for
1: coming in um, yeah, and best you. of luck for Saturday um, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again before Pride as well um, about Pride and probably other things yes so probably well, well as soon
5: again. as acts start getting announced mm-hmm. and if yeah. you want me to. To talk come about tell them. Us. i can yeah. tell you who they are and where they're from cool uh in the meantime
1: you're listening to shout out we'll be back in a minute
0: the shout out podcast
1: there you go that's um elton john and uh, that, uh that
2: was my italy song i remember putting it on and steph was like what is this um and then it was on repeat one morning for about half an hour <laughs> i tell no lies it was played a lot yeah it really was it is an absolute banger though, it's a that. brilliant song I, yeah. yeah yeah really yeah. good cover. it's like i
1: quite like the one that elton john did at christmas with um
2: mr ed sharon yeah 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 that
1: was another good one anyway i'm hoping we have a news team there indeed. are you guys there yes we marvellous. are marvelous um can we get some news headlines sure indeed
0: This is Shoutout News on Thursday the 3rd of March. The European Pride Organisers Association, which is a representative body for LGBTQI pride movements across the continent, Scandinavia and the British Isles, says that it has taken the decision to release monies from their emergency funds to assist Kyiv Pride and Kharkiv Pride. They explain, on Friday the 25th of February, our president, Christine Gerina spoke with our friends and colleagues at Kiev Pride. They are in urgent needs for funds to support their activists and to keep them safe, and we are maintaining daily contact with our colleagues in Ukraine. All members of the LGBTQIA communities and organizations across the free world are invited to make any donations they can to support these prides, which are working to protect LGBTQI people in the Ukraine from the brutality of the Russian invasion. The European Pride Organizers Association will not take any money from donations made and will transfer everything to Kyiv and Kharkiv. You can make a donation at the website epoa.eu. Simon Hill, the prominent bisexual
4: Christian activist, has published the Peace Pledge Union's response to the current Russian invasion of Ukraine. He writes that there are glimmers of hope, citing the fact that the size of anti-war protests within Russia have been larger than anticipated by the Russian state, and that these protests against war continue, despite thousands of arrests. Mr Hill also noted that although some of the responses to the invasion have been military, there are also acts of pacifist resistance within Ukraine as well, including civilians in front of tanks ukrainians verbally challenging russian soldiers many of them confused and reluctant conscripts simon hill says the pacifist movement in unimaginably difficult circumstances continues to speak out against armed force on all sides also the ppu is accepting email messages of solidarity with russian peace activists via this email address
0: mail at ppu.org.uk The Scottish Government has tabled legislation to make it easier for people to change their legally recognised gender. Ministers at Holyrood say the current process takes too long and is too invasive, causing distress to a vulnerable minority. Four out of the five parties in the Scottish Parliament backed the reform in their election manifestos last year and it looks certain that the changes are likely to be approved in some form. Currently, people who wish to obtain a GRC in Scotland need to apply to a UK gender recognition panel they must provide a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria as well as evidence they have lived as their preferred gender for at least two years the scottish government wants to change this so that applications are handled by the registrar general for scotland with no need for medical records the waiting time would be reduced to a total of six months and the age at which people could apply would be reduced to 16
4: the london anti-fascist assembly a network which monitors and exposes the activities of the far right wing and conspiracy theory groups has published a major essay revealing the activities of key players in the convergence between anti-vaccination politics and transphobic feminists activists from the assembly infiltrated a conference held at a church in north london and have provided an illuminating write-up of value to lgbtqia groups the report explores efforts to fuse various disparate right-wing factions including anti-trans groups under a generalized conspiracy theorist banner the report is free to view and can be accessed at network23.org forward slash lafa
0: the internationally acclaimed canadian writer and feminist icon margaret atwood has once again put anti-transgender feminists in their place The Guardian journalist Hadley Freeman wouldn't let the subject lie when speaking to the giant of world literature, whose works include The Handmaid's Tale and The Life Before Man. Atwood described Freeman's line of questioning as obsessed with trying to catch the writer out, but Atwood was too astute for Freeman's unscientific reasoning. She said, OK, let me say this again. This is going to take a while to settle down, but XY and XX are not the only chromosomal combinations possible. Look it up, OK? In sports news, ABC
4: Radio Sydney met up with boxer Martin Stark this week. Mr Stark took up boxing as a healing outlet after recovering from a rare kidney disease. He explains that despite some homophobia in the boxing fraternity, he has been welcomed into the scene in Australia. He even played his first bout after entering the arena in a rainbow flag to be met with cheers. Mr Stark hopes to set up boxing clubs that will focus on LGBTQIA people interested in the sport.
0: Entertainment news now, and we've learned that Darren Brown, the gay illusionist and mesmerist who studied in Bristol, will bring his one-man show back to the city in late May. It's called Showman. Although the exact content of the performances are being kept secret, we have been told to be sure that they will excite and amaze. The show will be on at the Bristol Hippodrome.
4: And finally, it's time to send dual greetings this week. Firstly, to our Welsh listeners, as it was St David's Day on Tuesday. The Welsh capital, Cardiff, has a sizeable gay scene with pubs, clubs, a major pride event and a bookstore. The commercial scene is smaller in other towns across Wales, but this has not been a barrier to a lively movement. LGBTQIA Welsh people are rightly proud of their identities, both as non-straight and as Welsh. We wish you a good week and hope that your
0: celebrations were fabulous. We also send our wishes to LGBTQIA Christians and their allies in the Christian groups who welcome queer people. We have now passed Shrove Tuesday and Ash Wednesday and are into Lent. Traditionally, this is a time of the year when Christians give up fatty foods and sugary items and eat simply and wholesomely in the 40-day run-up to Easter. We hope that your pancake days were smashing and join you in looking forward to the Easter weekend, which, here in the UK, is a secular holiday for all. For these new stories
4: and more, we update our website every day. Please visit shoutoutradio.lgbt. For
0: shoutout news, this has been Matthew Tosh and Terry Starr. Shoutout news. National and international LGBT news for you. shout out lgbt radio for you the shout out podcast
2: hello and welcome to queer where i will be sharing with you the story of brian epstein Epstein was the manager of the Beatles and many other Liverpool acts, including Gerry and the Pacemakers, Cilla Black and Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas. He had a talent for spotting the unique and gifted, and his belief in others made his famous statement, that Beatles will be bigger than Elvis, a reality. A gay Jewish man in the 60s who never found his one true love, Epstein's homosexuality added another dimension to his Jewish sensibility of being an outsider. At no time did he want to be notorious for being gay. It wasn't a crime to be a Jew, but it was a crime to be a homosexual, and many noticed, including Yoko, that he had romantic feelings for one Beatle in particular, John. Those who knew him said that he wasn't in it for the fame or the money, but for the love of music and seeing people succeed. Brian's first love was always the Beatles. His joy in life was seeing their ever-growing success and ensuring their happiness. This devotion to work was often at the expense of his personal life. From the first Beatles' success until his tragic death in August 1967, caused by a drug overdose, Brian took care of every aspect of the Beatles' career. When he died, the difference was immediately felt. While the Beatles continued to make magnificent music, their business affairs rapidly crumbled, and within two years of Brian's death, the end of the Beatles was clearly in sight. By 1970, it was all over. Looking back to the start of Beatlemania, Brian said... I hadn't had anything to do with management of pop artists before that day that I went down to the Cavern Club and heard the Beatles playing. This was quite a new world, really, for me. I was immediately struck by their music, their beat and their sense of humour on stage. And even afterward, when I met them, I was struck again by their personal charm. It was there that it really all started. I knew that they were full-talented boys and that I'd like to manage them. It wouldn't take any longer than two and a half days at a time. It just, you know, sort of became a part-time occupation." The little-known band and its first-time manager had found each other at the perfect time. The Beatles had reached the glass ceiling for rock and roll bands in Liverpool. In Eppie, as they called in, the Beatles had found a manager with integrity and honour, primed to devote himself to their success in a way that no one else could. The Beatles were together before they met Brian and they had the talent, but it was Brian who was the emotional and psychological catalyst. He had the vision to say that the Beatles would be bigger than Elvis'. Epstein treated the band with respect. In return, they listened to him. He was in charge and they did what he said, George Martin, the man who would later become their producer, told Geller. I mean, he really was their only hope. It was decided that Brown would be the Beatles' manager at a meeting on December 10th, 1961. Their first contract was for a five-year period. Epstein had a vision. To turn a rough local music act called The Beatles into the biggest band in the world, and he brought that vision to fruition. So essential was Epstein to the history of one of the greatest rock and roll bands ever, that Paul McCartney remarked if anyone was the fifth Beatle, it was Brian. His story, an against-all-odds kind of thing, is essential to why we know The Beatles at all. It was unbelievable good luck on their part to connect with him, says Rodriguez. He immediately began working on raising their profile both in and outside of Liverpool. He cleaned up their image and gone were the days of swearing, smoking and eating on stage during performances. Jeans and leather jackets made way for sharp suits and similar smart haircuts. He had the belief in the vision for what the Beatles could be when basically they were the equivalent of punks, says Rodriguez. He steered them to a recording contract which happened within six months of him signing with them and by the following year they are performing for the royal family. He saw them as this potential entertainment juggernaut, getting them into films, TV, playing at their charisma, personality and humour. Epstein wasn't in it for the money, he really believed in the Beatles' talent. With Epstein's knack for engineering publicity, the Beatles were soon playing better venues to bigger crowds. Drummer Best was replaced with Ringo Starr in 1962. And in 1963, the lead single from their album of the same name, Please Please Me, topped the UK charts and began a streak that would see 11 of their 12 studio albums through 1970 reach number one on the UK charts. Later in 1963, Epstein travelled to the United States and booked an appearance for the band on Ed Sullivan's popular Sunday evening variety television show, Beatlemania Began Sweeping the World. Brian Epstein was a gay man in a time where it was illegal to be so. He confided to a friend that he was fearful that his sexuality would come to light, how he was absolutely paranoid that he would be incarcerated for it and that this would reflect poorly on his clients. I believed that my own willpower was the best thing with which to overcome my homosexuality. Epstein lamented in a letter to his lawyer after he was questioned by police. Still, even after achieving fame, which in effect drew greater scrutiny to his personal life, he recklessly courted strangers, and was brutally beaten, and lived under the threat of blackmail for those encounters. It was after the army that I found out about the existence of the various rendezvous in homosexual life, Geller quotes from Epstein's diaries. His predicament was made worse by the fact that he gravitated to a rough crowd. On more than one occasion, he was involved in scuffles that left him bruised and bleeding. All the time that I knew him, I don't think one could say that he ever had any proper long-term relationship. The people he was attracted to were not the kind of people you could settle down with. He wasn't comfortable about the fact that he was gay. Therefore, that led to a situation where he couldn't have a successful and loving homosexual relationship. That inability came from the fact that being gay was not his ideal way of living his life. Subconscious as that may have been, I don't think that that was that unusual for that time. Much has been made of the notion that Epstein had a hankering for John Lennon. The idea has been called hogwash, but others believe it illuminates how Epstein's sexuality played a role in his success. I think he was definitely attracted to John and that attraction is part of what gave him a vision, but that didn't mean he wanted to jump into bed with his client, a friend said. Adding that in retrospect, this is one of the many finer nuances about Epstein that are important for us to understand. Very few of us can fully understand the pressures Epstein faced or the obstacles he had to overcome in order to realise his own dreams and in furtherance of the dreams of John, Paul, George and Ringo. But lucky for all of us, Brian wasn't just right about the Beatles. Epstein did not live to see the changes that could have impacted on his freedom to publicly express his sexuality as laws were changed a month after his death. In 2013, many years after his death, the United States Supreme Court struck down the core of the so-called Defence of Marriage Act and, at virtually the same time, Parliament made marriage for same-sex couples legal in England and Wales. Had he lived to 2017, he might have attended the wedding of Sean Lennon's godfather Elton John to David Furnish and perhaps he might have fulfilled his own dream of getting married too. Epstein made such an important impact on the music industry, that a statue of the Beatles manager has been granted planning permission in his home city of Liverpool. The sculpture will go up near his family's former record shop in Whitechapel. Sir Paul McCartney said he was delighted to see the plans. Jane Robbins, one of the statue's sculptors, and McCartney's cousin said, I showed Paul the photograph and he said, bleep 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 Janie, that's dead good. He spent several minutes looking at it and he was delighted. I don't know if there was an actual tear in his eye, but he was very moved to see the clay and I think that speaks volumes. When you get a likeness, people do often cry because that person isn't around anymore. During the time Brian managed the Beatles, they enjoyed the greatest success that any popular artist has ever achieved. Their career trajectory was meteoric. There was not a single reversal of fortune in the entire three, five and three-quarter years, and now, many years after his passing, the love for the Beatles and their music lives on, as does his legacy, and he shall be the first person to have a statue in Liverpool to commemorate an LGBTQIA person. And that brings me to the end of tonight's Queer Story, The Life of Brian Epstein.
0: Information about Shout Out Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutouts, out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. I don't know
1: why you say hello, hello. I say <laughs> I
4: <don't
1: know>. hello. <laughs> uh, the Beatles there. Uh, hello, oh, goodbye. Beat.
3: She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Twist Wonderful. and shout. <laughs> hey, hey, I won't
5: do it anymore.
3: Stanny <laughs> could have been in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> but not with my hairdo at the moment. Yes. No. <laughs>
4: I've been kicked out of the new studio upstairs actually because uh, the next programme, Getting Ready Ben, and he's, he's got gorgeous hair, don't you think?
3: Um, yes. yes, really nice. You didn't gorgeous. try
4: rubbing your hand through it. I well, wouldn't have I can't talk about that, now, I can't, can't talk about what we get every every week. <laughs> Can I just mention, of course, that it's International Women's Day on Tuesday? Yep. 8th of march and um also today is
2: international book
4: day so yep. don't forget to support your lgbtqia yes. and independent books i've shops. seen some
2: brilliant outfits today my friend's son won uh his year by dressing up as a frog i don't know if that was a character from the book uh, a book but you oh, know right. why not <laughs> there's been some great my, outfits, my, my friend's yeah.
1: kids went as crayola okay uh crayons they a t-shirt of with Crayola. <laughs> on the front
3: wonderful <laughs> That's great what did you stuff into your pancakes Mr Shum?
1: I told you I didn't have pancakes
3: oh, I forgot what
2: would you stuff into your pancakes if you could I stuff your pancakes I love
1: proper maple <laughs> syrup
2: Yes, me too. Oh, like, the like, Canadian,
1: yeah, the, the, yeah. oh, the, yeah, the, the, the real, not the fake-flavored stuff. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, tell you what, Aldi's do
2: real Canadian um, maple syrup. And it's four pounds. Yeah, no, this is not an Most advert. Most supermarkets <laughs> actually. You'd
3: be well, sponsored. No, it is sold in other supermarkets. Yes, <laughs> all but, of them in fact. But again,
2: not an advert. <laughs> <laughs> Aldi's is the <a> cheapest. <laughs> what, what
4: did you put in yours? I, I missed it as well, actually. But I do like a savory pancake. Ah, okay. (laughs) I tell you what,
3: I I love in my pancakes (laughs) um, hot apple. And I roll it up and then some get proper Canadian maple syrup. Very nice.
1: (laughs) Sugar oh and nice. cinnamon from right. the traditional ones, or lemon. lemon juice.
2: That's it. Yeah. That's all I like.
3: Yeah, when yeah. I was a kid, my mum always used to That's do a bit lemon
2: juice. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: But my mum used to um, squeeze a bit too much. Yeah. And, and, you and then you do this. Yeah. <laughs> As I <I'd> say. Right, <laughs> or just put is.
3: another spoonful of Tate and Lyle on. Oh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, yes. In fact, there used to be a commercial that said, Don't forget the pancakes on Jiff Lemon Day. Do you remember those?
1: Those
2: plastic lemon squeezy bottles, right? Flipping brilliant. I loved those. I used to re don't them they still do them, don't I think they still do. Yeah, yeah. the shapes of lemons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. there we go. Learn something new every day.
1: But I don't think it's Jif anymore, is not it, SIF?
2: SIF
1: GIF. Didn't it change SIF- name? Um, oh, wasn't
2: that the, I thought that was the was cleaner. cleaner. It was, it
1: was cleaner. but it was the same company, wasn't it? Was it really? I don't know. I'm not sure.
2: I've been cleaning Stop my toilet to with the wrong thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does smell nice, though.
1: Anyway, that's it for this week's show. Don't forget, Homer Mars' track is out on March 11th.
2: If you want to hear about Bottomless Drag again, or indeed about Brian Epstein, you can catch this show's podcast with all the rest of our website at shoutoutradio.lgbc. Uh, next week, we're
1: going northwest, um, but from myself uh, and the rest of the team, say bye-bye, everyone.
4: Goodbye. Such bye-bye. bye-bye now.
0: Shout out LGBT radio for you.